Okay, Josie Fassold, welcome to Table Chat. Woohoo! <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> anyway, Josie, welcome. Uh, Josie, if you don't know Josie, friends, Josie Fassold is a member of our vestry, our uh, our first vestry that we have appointed. She is actually our um, secretary. Is that right? <laughs> I think, yeah. I think it's like what we call you people's no, we, warden we or something people's like that. People's warden. Yes. You are the people's warden. Um, Anglicans have fancy names for everything. So we don't just call you a secretary. We call you the people's warden. Does that um, come with a cloak and a wand or is that? Yeah. You know? Well, that comes later after you've proven yourself. <laughs> after we're sure you can handle the responsibility, <laughs> then you get a cloak and a wand. Uh, yeah. And there's a, there's a sorting ceremony with hats. So anyway. <laughs> Um, no, just kidding. No, Josie's a, a leader in our church. She's part of our vestry. Uh, she also leads our healing prayer team, um, which, uh, you know, has um, in not being able to meet. That's been kind of a bummer to uh, not not see as much of that happening. Yeah. Um, just like a lot of things have been. So anyway, Josie, I wondered if you would share um, with everybody uh, first of all, just in case people don't know who you are, like just share a little bit about your life. Um, what do you get up to uh, in a day? Uh, who do you live with? <laughs> uh, what's going on in your life? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see. So we're a family of four. It's mm-hmm. me with my husband, Isaiah, who's a software engineer. Yeah. He works for a company downtown, a pretty intense software engineering job. And, and nerdy as I'll get out, which is also mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> and then I have uh, my two kids, Phoebe, who is now six. She mm-hmm. is finishing up kindergarten. And Ignatius, we call him Iggy. It could be a lot of people say Iggy Pop or oh. Iggy Azalea, you know, oh. like <laughs> what, a, you know, sure. <laughs> I, I wasn't, yeah, that's great. That's great. I'd probably go with the, yeah. I don't know who Iggy Azalea is. I do know who Iggy Pop is, though. Um, And, yeah, and he's two. And also, you know, he is wonderful and sweet and rambunctious all wrapped together Mm. in one. Because he's two. Yes. Yes, he is. He's a a great uh, little kid. One of the things I've noticed is that I... You know how like when you, you have family that lives a, a long ways away and they have kids and then like you, you see them like once a year or twice a year and and they grow up, you know, like in between when you saw them last, they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, they're so big. I'm having, and this is kind of sad, honestly, like I'm having that reaction sometimes to seeing the kids in our church. Oh yeah. Um, like, you know, um, seeing, seeing some of them and, and realizing like, oh my gosh, I haven't like been there every week seeing this person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, you know, maybe several weeks. And so something about their face looks a little different or they look a little older or they do something that, you know, they're, they're talking now or something like that. So yeah, anyway, I've experienced totally. that a little bit with your, with your kids, uh, the, the little that I see them on the zoom meetings and stuff like that. So yeah. anyway, yeah. well, uh, that's great. Um, I, I was curious, uh, Josie, I guess just to chat with you about, um, what you're learning what you're finding, you know, like, how has this been for you? Um, where do you find yourself, um, right now? Um, what have you been doing to, I know this is a lot of questions to throw at you, so I, I guess you can start anywhere, but like, what have you been doing to, um, well, first of all, how, how has this hit you? How has this struck you? Um, 
you know, what, what's been particularly uh, difficult about this for you? Maybe we can start there. Let's just ask one question at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I've been going through waves hmm. of, of grief and, or like experiencing, I, I often refer to these words like desolation and then consolation. You know, I feel yeah. like I, mm-hmm. I'm going through waves, which I think is natural in the very beginning, I think I did my most grieving in like the mm. first week of mm. um, social isolation and the stay-at-home order. I cried so much and grieved so much. I remember mm. um, going to Phoebe's school and picking up her homework and then walking into the school and just the school being silent and I had to go into her classroom and nobody was in her classroom, but I saw like all of the decorations and all of the desks lined up. And mm. I like reached into her desk to grab her folders. And I knew in my spirit that she wasn't going to be reaching into that desk again. Oh. And there, I didn't know how to explain that to her, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. And then when I was leaving the school, I, was watching another teacher that I really love. She was clean. She was like meticulously cleaning the toys in her preschool room and just looked so sad. And I couldn't even stop and say hi to her because I just like lost it. Yeah. I just started crying and I like rushed out of the school (laughs) and I'm crying (laughs) right now thinking about it, like rushed out of the school so I could get in my van. And then I just like cried all the way home. And then I just cried for several days just because I knew that things were going to change, not just short term, but it felt like long term change was coming Mm. Um, and just a lot of unknown, right? Which can be scary, you know? Yeah, yeah. Unknown unknown can be scary. Um, So, yeah, I I did a lot of grieving uh, Mm. in the beginning. And then I that's always good for me to release a lot of emotion because it's like, you know, you release like toxins in your body and like the stress that you're feeling in your body. And it's like, I had, and I'm an Enneagram four, so I can experience like a Mm -hmm. lot of like trauma and emotion. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Then it's like, I need to release this. (laughs) I I release it and I feel much better. And um, Mm. since, since then I've, I think the way that we've been coping, the way that I've been coping the most has been just through communication with friends and family on Marco Polo. Oh, yeah. Which has been really life-giving for me. I have like a stack of Marco Polo groups that Mm -hmm. I'm just like combing through. And sometimes, you know, I get behind on like 10 videos. (laughs) I'm like, oh, shoot, this is going to take me all day. Um, (laughs) But I feel like I'm talking more with my Mm. friends and with my family now. That's interesting. And having like really deep conversation with them um, just about how they're feeling. And then also getting to see like the random things in their day, Mm -hmm. like them cooking something or like um, Marissa Crawford showed us her chicks (laughs) that they hatched and I was like that's great and then um I showed friends and family my garden that I'm growing and so so there's been like really wonderful moments of seeing into Mm. people's lives differently in this season yeah 
Yeah. And I think a big way that I've coped is through gardening. I'm doing mm. my first garden this year, my first vegetable garden. And that's great. I love it. I I was telling some friends, it was like half this what, like four or five weeks through social isolation. I had planted radishes. Okay. And radishes are supposed to pr- sprout like in three or four days, but okay. they can take longer, but they weren't okay. sprouting for oh, yeah. like on the fifth day, they still weren't out then. And so like every day I'd go out yeah. and I'd talk to them. Like, are you there? Are yeah. you guys there? Like you can do it. it uh-huh. You know, like Encouraging every day just them. like waiting yeah. in anticipation. And I kept, and finally when they sprouted, I was so excited and I did a Facebook post. I was like, look, <laughs> here they are. Um, but I told my friends this every day when I was seeing them or like waiting for them, I was thinking about how like there, I feel isolated from people We're isolated from each other. And it's like, we're in this period of waiting, but we're like, we're growing, we're growing and we're getting nutrients, right? Like it's dark and it's yucky. It's not super fun, but like there's growth happening and Mm. one day we're going to be able to come out, you know? And Mm. so I was just like, come on guys, come out, yeah, come out. Like yeah, show, yeah. show me the hope please. Cause like, um, did they sprout and they did sprout. Yes. And they yeah. did and they did and they're doing Beautiful. so great. And so there's like little things of hope through mm. like nature and my garden right now that are really life giving to me and help, help me cope and like think through like the big things and then like even the small things in my day. If yeah. that makes sense. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture. It's super, it's like you are ministering to me um, as you're talking just right now. Just that picture of something's happening underneath the surface, even though we can't see it. Uh, If we'll stay, just stay there, you know, like, it's like the the only job we have is to stay put, you know, just don't uproot yourself too quickly here. Just stay put, wait for the, you know, wait for the growth to happen. Yeah, that's great. I uh, I read I read something today um, similarly that I'm thinking about using this Sunday in this in the sermon as a as a picture um, based you know rooted in the text. But they were saying that like when Hurricane Katrina hit um, New Orleans, um, that you know a lot of things were uprooted. You know homes were you know uprooted that kind of thing. Trees were uprooted, but um, the things, uh, oak trees tend not to be uprooted. And part of the reason is that they don't, their roots don't just go down, but their roots go like horizontal underneath the, um, under the surface of, of the ground and they connect with each other. They find other oak trees. And so like most oak trees have this like network. I don't know too much about this. <laughs> I haven't done any research on it yet, but apparently what this person was saying was that oak trees have this underground network of roots where they're all connected to each other, which makes them very difficult for hurricanes wow. to uproot, um, which is another picture I think that I'm, anyway, I've been, I've been meditating on that picture um, just as a way of saying like, can we stay connected underground, you know, as we're, you know, as we're having to sort of, yeah, this feeling of being underground um, in the dark. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, Iggy, there's, um, there's Iggy. Just wo- he just woke up because he's Hi, scared. <laughs> he's scared? Oh, poor guy. Poor I'm guy. talking to him. Yeah. 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 It does sound. 
Yeah, that's the sound. Yeah. Is that what scared him? A little sound? Yeah. No, he's been he's been getting scared every night. Do you mind if I put him back to bed and then come back? Oh, that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Are you able well, to edit we'll, the, the Yeah, podcast? I can stop this and we'll edit. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yep. No okay. All right. <laughs> I'll be no right problem. back. I'm sorry. Okay. We're back. Iggy's in bed. Not sleeping, not sleeping quite yet, but Iggy's uh, on his way to, on his way to bed. Um, yeah, Josie, um, you, you were just, uh, you were just sharing with me as well that you, I mean, you, you everybody seems to have a unique, um, kind of situation, right? Um, and one of the, one of the interesting things about your family is that both you and Isaiah work full time and, um, you've got these two little kids now. Um, so, so anyway, how, how has that been for you and, and what? How have you kind of dealt with the extra needs yes. that have come up? Yes. It's been very, it's been very hard. It has not been easy to, mm. um, to compartmentalize, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah. work Josie, mom Josie, like there's no, <laughs> there's no compartmentalizing right. that can be done. <laughs> Right. It's all, it's all happening in the same house under the it same is roof. Yeah. All happening at once. Yeah. It's been difficult. So Isaiah and I, right. We're both full time. We're both remote and it has been very hard for us to figure out how to do our full-time jobs while homeschooling Phoebe full-time and keeping up with her mm-hmm. schooling. Yeah. And then also just taking care of our two-year-old son. Who's, mm-hmm. you know, he's still kind of in the baby phase, right? Like he has right. diapers and right. he needs to have, you know, certain amount of milk each day for calcium and stuff, you know. Yeah. But yeah. after he's a not exactly self sufficient, not quite right. yet. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not yeah. at all. And then yeah. Phoebe's schooling is, you know, she she can read, but she can't like mm-hmm. she can't go online and like read what she needs to do. You know, like we we have to right. like walk her yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty hands on. It's very hands on. So it's been, um, it's been exhausting to Mm. try to do everything, uh, within the day. And then also like, even though work is remote, more work is getting done because it's remote Mm -hmm. because people are at home, but then also like our meetings are still happening at regular Mm. times. Um, a lot of people, I, I've noticed that there we're not necessarily thinking of our kids completely um, in, in the picture yeah. with all being yeah. remote. Yeah, we love seeing the kids. We're like, oh hey, kids, hi, you know. But yeah. uh, especially the environment that I work in, which is at the state, even though it's like super gracious, there's a lot of intense work that needs to get done. So there's just mm-hmm. an expectation that we're going to get all this work done. So it's been yeah. it's impossible to to manage everything at once. And Isaiah and I were Mm. just feeling so exhausted and, um, around like week seven or eight, we just talked with each other and we said, we need to reach out for help. You know, we Mm. like, we, we can't do this. We can't, um, only survive within our nuclear family right now. It's just not sustainable for our kids and it's not doing good work for them. Um, I was just noticing like Isaiah and I getting more frustrated and irritated with our kids when obviously (laughs) the situation is so hard for them too. 
you know, and now sure. like yeah. Phoebe and Iggy, Iggy have to manage like mom and dad being on the computer most of the day when like they have needs. Right. Like, Iggy needed his diaper change or something like that and um, yeah. can't do it right away. So we, we reached out to our, my parents and his parents and just let them know that, you know, we, we needed help and um, we just wanted to have physical contact with them so that they could help us uh, with our yeah. children. And Isaiah's parents actually, they said, Hey, like, we'll come down and live with you. Wow. We don't, we don't know how long, like maybe right. three weeks, maybe four weeks. Okay. We don't know, but like we can wow. do that since we're remote right now. Okay. And, uh, they're from upstate New York and they've been Gosh, quarantined wow. and social distancing. So they drove down here and they've been living with us and hmm. all four of us together have been working full time remote and like handling different few, ships, yeah. you yeah. know, and I, extra hands. Ben, yeah. I love this style of living. I am like, oh. I want to do this every day. <laughs> oh man. They're going to get you. They're going to get you hooked. On uh, communal living, I I'm hooked. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, who knows who knows what's going to come out of this? Well, that that's great. What a gift to you guys that they were able to do that. Um, you, you know, and it's not like they're people of leisure; they have to work as well. But it's just having a few extra hands. You know, four different schedules. You know that there's there's a bit more of a, an ability to juggle uh, to meet the needs of your kids as well, which is beautiful. So. Yeah, it is beautiful. I, it took a while though, for even for me to get there. It was one of those things, Ben, again, I did this Marco Polo with my friends, some friends from the table. And I was telling them how, like we made this decision Mm -hmm. because it felt like we felt like we literally had to. And I used the words like we broke, we broke. Mm. And then my friends at the table just were like, Josie, do you feel a lot of shame around this? Mm. Um, Cause when you said the word broke, like I felt like there's shame that you hmm. can like have your family in your house. And afterwards I was like, Oh my gosh, yes, I totally did. But like each of my mm. friends just like, just like stopped the shame spiral for me. Yeah. And we're like, basically rebuked that. I'm like, no, like you do not have to feel shame about this. Like this yeah. is a good thing. And we've been like listening to you for like seven or eight weeks and this is good. Mm. And, um, and that was like a healing dose of medicine for me to yeah. like hear that from each of them. Um, and then my, my in-laws came and then I felt like I really could just like live with like open hands with them yeah. and like not any shame about them being in my home. Yeah. No, you're not apologizing, you know, every day. So I'm so sorry that we needed you to do this or, you know, that, that kind of thing that there was a, a release from that shame. Yeah. And that that's so I mean, I feel like I could talk about this for a long time. We probably need to wrap it up, but I I um I appreciate hearing that. I, I think that so that's that sense of like self-sufficiency that we should be able to, as mom and dad, just like a nuclear family, we should be able to uh do everything that's needed for our own family. Like I th- I think there's a lot of shame around when that's not, you know, able to happen. Right. And so what a, you know, an, again, an unexpected gift for you to be able to have that lifted, like, you know, kind of the, the rug gets lifted and you're like, oh, there's some shame underneath there that mm-hmm. this situation has exposed. And then what a gift that your friends were able to bear that with you. And instead of deflecting it, you know, back at you or, 
you know, instead of it activating their own shame, they were able to proclaim good news to you about it to say, yes. you, you don't need to feel that. It's beautiful. And it's yes. allowing you to, you know, in one sense, enjoy yourself. <laughs> exactly. You love living like this, you know, um, which, which is kind of a funny thing to say in a pandemic. But, um, but I, I think it's a great example of unexpected, unexpected gifts, uh, unexpected joys um, that, mm-hmm. that can come out of this stuff. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing it with us. I, you know, I had this idea. Um, I started using Marco Polo as well. Um, uh, during, it, it seems like a bunch of people did, you know, during the pandemic. Um, and uh, we, we're trying to uh, start a garden as well. And I don't think ours is going very well. <laughs> um, so we should start up Marco Polo group for people with gardens who can like, oh, we can share, we can share information. We can share secrets. Or, I don't know if they're called secrets, but you know, like, like here, you know, here's what we're learning. Raina took a course uh, this, this semester at uh, Purdue on um, uh, plants. I can't remember if it's botany. I always say botany, but that's not it. Anyway, no, I, don't know I think it that's was. it. Yeah. That right. sounds great. <laughs> yeah. It was another plant course. I can't, I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, uh, but she was, she was like, Oh, I know what's happening to our tomatoes. They got shocked. And then, you know, so anyway, she's helping us, but I think a Marco Polo group would be awesome for us to all like learn with each other. And next week is rogation days. Which right. I can maybe do another podcast about rogation days uh, just because that'll take a little while to explain. But, but anyway, uh, just, it has to do with agriculture. It has to do with asking the Lord to bless the land. And so maybe we'll do some stuff around uh, do, doing that. I, I'll, I'll create a, all right, if you're listening and you have a garden and you want to be part of our Marco Polo group, let me know. I'll start a group. Are you in Josie? Can I I'm add in. you to a group? Is that okay? I'm in. That sounds like so much fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm nerdy excited. Okay. Me, uh, me too. Uh, Josie, thank you so much for spending some time with us and sharing your experience and your wisdom with uh, our church. Thank you, Ben. I love you. And I love all of you at the table. Mm. I, I, even though I'm learning joys right now, I will say like, I desperately miss hugging you. (laughs) Yes. 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 I'm such a hugger. Like I so much, like I, I told, told friends that the question was, how will we know this is like back to normal? Right. Mm. Whatever that means. And for me, it's like when I can hug you, Ben. You know? That that does feel like that'll be the 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 nail in the coffin of this virus will be like yeah. when we can sort of freely do that without without fear or trepidation or worry. That would that would be great. Yeah. Well, I'm praying for that day, Josie. Um, I really appreciate you. You are a gift to me. Um, I love you too, and um, I I love our church, and I'm really grateful that we get to go through this together. Can't imagine a better group of people to survive a pandemic with. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks again.